por medio de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. We're going to now continue in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And today's scripture reading comes from the book of Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 14. And I'll, I'll be starting at verse 10. Um, Jeremiah, beginning at 20, 29, beginning at verse 10 to 14. La escritura de hoy es en el libro de Jeremías, capítulo 29, y en español voy a leer uh, el versículo 11. Um, so you can go ahead and follow along with your Bibles, Jeremiah 29, and it'll be up on the, the, the projector screen right behind me as well, Jeremías 29. And um, I will read the entire passage in English, but you can follow along in Spanish or in your heart language as well um, in the book of Jeremiah. And let's go ahead and hear with open ears and open hearts from the Word of God. And we'll go ahead and read a, a verse in... Here we go. 29, beginning at verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon... I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. And next are some words that's, uh, that are very, very familiar to some of us. For I know the plans that I have for you. Yo sé las planes que tengo para ti, declara el Señor. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, planes para darte un futuro y una esperanza nueva. Then you will call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places from uh, where, I, uh, where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Amen. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. God, we thank you. For your precious, precious word, Lord. Te damos gracias por tus palabras preciosas, Dios Santo. Palabras de vida. And Lord God, we just uh, pray that today you would speak to us in a way that is fresh, in a way that is new, in a way that is truly from you, God, not from us. So Lord, right now, our hearts are open to you. Ahorita nuestros corazones están abiertos a ti, Dios Santo. And Lord God, would you do whatever it is that you need to do in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. Haz lo que necesitas hacer, Dios Santo, en nuestras vidas. So Lord God, right now, our prayer is a prayer of openness, of yielding, and surrender to the plans that you have in our lives. Plans to give us hope and plans to give us a future. Te damos gracias, Señor, porque tú tienes gran planes en nuestras vidas, Dios Santo, para darnos esperanza y un futuro. You give us plans 
of good news. Thank you, Lord God. When we hold on to you, there's always hope. There's always a future. Be with us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. It says it pretty clear here in this passage. God's plans for you are big. God's plans for you will actually go beyond what you could think of or even imagine. Las planes de Dios en tu vida son grandes planes. Bigger than we could think of or imagine, as it says here so clearly in this passage. You've read it before. You've heard about it before. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says clearly, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. What plans does God have for you? ¿Cuáles planes tiene Dios para ti en estos días? What plans does God have for us in such a time and place as this? The truth is that we all make plans. Even God makes plans. And we get to read a little bit about that here in this passage. Todos hacemos planes, hasta Dios hace planes, y los vemos aquí en este pasaje. So in whatever season we're in, my prayer, friends, brothers, sisters, here at Imago Church, my prayer is that we would align and yield our plans to God's plans. My prayer for everyone here is the same prayer that I've made for myself and for my family in all seasons as we follow Jesus together in this life. And I want to encourage you to add this to be one of your prayers as well. And we'll have it up on the screen as well. In whatever plans you're making, pray for God's best in your life. Pray for God's best in your life and alignment with the Lord's heart and with the Lord's will. Don't just try to go it alone. Don't just try to do your own thing. Our prayer is not that God would align to our will, but that we would submit and surrender to God's will in all seasons and in all circumstances. Nuestra oración debe que ser que nos podemos alinear con la voluntad de Dios. So what plans does God have for you and for me? What plan is being talked about here in the Bible? Let's dive into it today and go deep and see more together what exactly the Word of God is talking about. What plans does God have for us? Have you ever actually honestly asked yourself that question? ¿Te has preguntado esa pregunta? Have you ever honestly asked yourself whether you're alone or praying to God or journaling? Have you asked yourself the question, um, whether you're younger or older, have you asked, what plans does God have for me? ¿Cuáles planes tiene Dios para mí? What plans does God have for my family? What plans does God have for my community, for my church? We've been talking about it now for the next couple of weeks, during the last few weeks, and we're going to keep praying into this, but God is calling us to make plans. 
to align with his plans, to align with his heart. Even next year will be a whole new year for Imago Church. We've already shared last week and we've shared amongst the leaders and the team here that we're going to be shifting in location beginning in the spring of 2023. And we're going to be starting a whole new chapter and a whole new season together that God is leading us into. Vamos a empezar una nueva etapa el próximo año con un, un, un nuevo edificio, un nuevo lugar de, de adoración. Dios nos va a guiar en eso. And, and we ask everyone to be praying into God's plans for us. But one thing we're assured of in this passage is that God's plans for us are plans to give us hope. Plans to give us a future. Podemos estar asegurados que las planes de Dios son planes para darnos esperanza y un futuro. Plans to give us hope and a future we're preparing into this new season together. And friends, brothers, sisters, in order to understand God's plans, then we must know who God is. And when we know who God is, we will know what God wants. Remember that God knows you. God knows you personally. He knows you intimately. Dios te conoce tal como ninguna otra persona te conoce. He knows you intimately and personally. God knows your desires. God knows your plans. He knows your dreams. He knows your fears. And he, he knows those things that seem completely impossible to you. God knows about that. God knows the number of hairs on your head, as it says in the scriptures, and God even knows and he cherishes each one of our vulnerabilities and our insecurities. Dios conoce nuestras inseguridades. He knows us with our flaws and our imperfections, and he loves you just the way you are. He loves you just the way you are, and... He loves you too much to leave you in your brokenness. He meets us where we're at and takes us where we need to be. Those are God's plans in our lives. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That's part of God's plan. You will never be alone. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's all part of his plan. You won't be cut off. You won't be separated. In this scripture we're reading in Jeremiah, we see the promise that was given to the prophet Jeremiah in the very first chapter, in chapter 1, verse 5, and uh, Jeremías 1.5, vemos la promesa que Dios da a Jeremías, and it says this, it'll be up on the, on the projector um, right behind me, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. God here is speaking of the prophet Jeremiah. And the prophet Jeremiah, just to tell you a little bit about him, I relate a lot to him, maybe you would also. Jeremiah is someone that often felt unqualified. He felt like he didn't have the skill set, the charisma, the strength, the ability. He struggled with insecurities, and perhaps he even struggled with forms of depression. I relate with all that. I don't know about you. 
And yet, he was called by God. It says here, and in, in the scriptures, Jeremiah is even called the weeping prophet by some. And he was called by God. And he was used by God. And just as you are, with your imperfections, with your flaws, with your limitations, when you yield, when you open your heart, and when you surrender to Jesus as the Lord of your life, God will use you too. Dios te va a usar a ti en grandes maneras. God will use you in great ways beyond what you could think of or imagine. God will use you, and we have this up on, up on the projector screen, and I want you to write this down because this was the promise to Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. It'll be the same promise to you. God will use you not only in spite of your weaknesses, but God will use your weaknesses to demonstrate his strength. When we are weak, God is strong. That's part of the plan. When you feel weak, God is strong. Cuando te sientes débil, Dios es fuerte. Va a ser tu fortaleza. As it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, and we can open up there. It'll be right in the back as well. Write it down. Keep it with you. Pray it this week. 2 Corinthians 12, 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Cuando estoy débil, Dios va a tener la fortaleza. Él tiene la fuerza. Friends, brothers, sisters, isn't that good news? When we're weak, he is strong. That's gospel. That's good news. Esas son las buenas nuevas. God has plans for your life. No matter what others have told you. Or even if we're honest, no matter, no matter what we've told ourselves, God has plans for you. God has plans for us. Dios tiene planes para ti. Tiene planes para nosotros. He has plans that go beyond what we could think of or imagine. Plans that will bring you closer to God. Plans that will make you the person that you were created to be. When we put God first in our plans, then we will always have the strength to accomplish what we have been called to do. I want you to remember that. When you put God first in your plans, then you will have the strength to do whatever it is you've been called to do. Put God first and see him put everything into, his, into its place. When we put God first, God will actually go ahead of us to guide us. He will go behind us to protect us, and he'll go alongside us to accompany us. Put God first and see everything else fall into its place. Pon a Dios primero y vas a ver todo lo demás va a llegar a su momento. Matthew 6.33 tells us that. This is my life verse, Matthew 6.33 to put God first and see everything else fall into its proper place. When we seek first the kingdom of God, those things that hold us back, 
those fears that cripple us, all of those things will no longer have power over us because they're no longer first in our lives. God is first in our lives. He's the one that's guiding. He's the one that's protecting. He's the one that's alongside us. As it says so confidently in this beautiful passage in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 31, Romanos 8, 31, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Let's read it together, Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Who can be against us? No one. That's part of the plan. That's part of God's great plans in your life. There is no opposition too great for you when you put God first because he has conquered all. He is victorious. And my prayer for you today is the same prayer for us as a community in this season as we're seeking God's best as a community. May we, one and all, may we together seek first the kingdom of God. Juntos como una comunidad vamos a buscar primero el reino de Dios. And as we do so, may we put God at the center of all of our plans. May we put God at the center of all of our projects. May we put God at the center of all of our goals. Put God first and see him put everything else in its place. Remember, God knows you. Dios te conoce. He knows you. He knows you better than anyone. He actually even knows you better than you know yourself. Seek the Lord and he will make your paths straight. Don't just go to God with your plans. First, just seek the Lord and see God be the one to shape and make your plans. As it says here in Proverbs 16:3, como dice en Proverbios capítulo 16, versículo 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. It doesn't say make all your plans and then commit to the Lord, right? No, it says commit first to the Lord, and he will be the one to guide you. When we go to God with plans, we must ask not just what should I do, but God, who am I called to be? Am I called to be more than just this? Am I called to a new season? Am I called to greater things, God? I trust you. Your plans are greater than my plans. All of us, we're called to be with God. We're called to enjoy God. We're called to life with God. And when we make that principle first in our lives, when it is a priority of our lives, everything else will fall into place. Seek God first, and everything else will follow. Commit your ways to the Lord, and he will set your plans straight. You and I, as people, we have the amazing ability to justify anything. Nosotros podemos justificar cualquier acción, cualquier plan. 
That's why it's so important to first seek God before we just make our plans. Because we could plan anything and we can justify it and we can actually make it sound very pretty and religious and spiritual too. But the question is always going to be, did we seek God first? Did we go to him first? Because here's the thing. We can make plans that actually don't align with God's will and with God's heart. Podemos hacer planes que no están alineados con la voluntad de Dios. Por eso debemos que empezar con Él. We can also justify plans and we can, instead of wanting ourselves to align to God's will, we're going to make our plans and we're going to force God to align to our will and to our plan. And we can even use nice, fun, religious, over-spiritual words and all of that. But the truth is, it has to start with God. It can't be trying to force God into our plan. It's surrendering our lives into God's plans. We can fail to make plans also, right? Sometimes God calls us to make, plan make plans. And then we fail to make plans because of fear, because of laziness. Even though God has called us to take courage to have faith and make plans, even when it's not all clear. As humans, we're really, really good at finding really good reasons for everything. We can find really good reasons to do things, and we can find really good reasons to not do things. So that's why God calls us, before we make plans, to seek Him. Antes de hacer nuestras planes, vamos a empezar con nuestra relación con Dios. Now, this ability to actually um, uh, have good reasons for everything, right? We do everything to justify our plans. We can make plans, and when we want God to align to them, we can, we can find all kinds of ways to give good reasons for our plans. And we learn that skill as grown-ups, not as kids. It's amazing, right? Because kids have the amazing ability to not to not justify anything, or sorry, to, to not um, try to find a bunch of reasons to do things, um, they, they oftentimes um, just tell the truth. And later, they learn the skill on how to justify and make excuses for all kinds of things. I can think of an example with my, my second-born child, with, with Lael, with Lael. As a toddler, um, he really loved to just uh, do all kinds of things. He would um, really just get into our drawers with, for Charlotte and I, and he would like to, he really loved playing with moisturizer, with, you know, and then he'd get moisturizer and he'd put it all over his body. Uh, nuestro niño uh, antes le encantaba jugar con la crema de la piel. And um, one day, he actually went way over the top with his plants that he had, with that moisturizer. Uh, our second born son, when he was about two, three years old, he uh, went into the drawers and he covered his entire body, head to toe, with moisturizer. It was pretty, pretty amazing. When he came out, he just looked like this little ghost, just complete white moisturizer, head to toe, all over his face, all over his arms, and he like, he, he cleared out like several cans of moisturizer. And, you know, when, when we spoke to him, we talked to him and we said, Lael, what did you do? Why did you do that? And his reasons were, 
because I like it. And in fact, you can't really argue with our little boy with Lyell because even to this day, that's what he says, why he does everything he does, because he likes it. And he's actually telling the truth, right? So how do you, how do you argue with that? So we caught him with all the moisturizer, all the, all the cream, all the crema, the face cream, uh, head to toe. We asked, well, why did you do that? Because I like it. Well, you know, you're in big trouble. Are you sorry? Yes, he says. All right, well, if we clean this up, are you ever going to do this again? Uh, yes, he says. We laugh, but as a child, he was being fully honest when he got into trouble. Childlike faith calls us to practice honesty no matter what. Before we get into all of the reasons and all of the justifications before God, start with honesty before God. Before you make your plans, be honest with God. Where are you at? And then see God do something beautiful. He can make that messy situation into something new like only God can. God can be trusted. Dios Podemos confiar en Dios. God can be trusted. On the other hand, the reasons that we come up with to make our plans or not make plans in our lives, those things, they actually cannot be trusted. Because we can find a good reason for anything. We can find a good reason to do something or not do something. Reason will always be a slave to passion. Whatever we're passionate about, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we find reasons to justify it in our lives. You can say, well, I'm tired. I deserve that. I'm angry. I should do that. Or I'm lonely. Or I've worked hard. I deserve to be stingy or to take a little extra or to withhold love or resources. The truth is we can justify anything when it comes to our plans or our actions. There's this writer by the name of uh, Thomas Cramna. He's out in England, and he talks about the human condition, and he reminds us that when it comes to coming up with good reasons on why we do things and why we don't do things, he says this, and I want you to write it down. And this is why it's so important to first seek God before we just take our actions or make our plans. He says this. He says, What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. Just like my little boy, right? What did he love? He liked that cream. He liked the feeling. So he chose it. And he justified it. What about us as grown-ups? What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. We like to kid ourselves, and as individuals and as a society, we like to convince ourselves into believing that we're actually more rational than we really are. We like to convince ourselves that all of our plans, all of our reasons are really based on, on logic and on reason or really on what we think is best. And we're all just so smart. We all know how to justify anything or give good reasons about any situation. 
But the truth is that when we're really honest, none of us are as rational as we truly think we are. We're actually a lot more rationalizing than we are rational. We can give a good reason for anything. You know, I'll give you uh, an example of that. I have a friend, you know, up in Northern California. He's a cardiologist. He's a heart surgeon. And I think he may even be one of the top uh, surgeons in the whole state. And his name is Dr. Mead. And he loves the Lord. And he and his family have done incredible things for the kingdom of God um, in California, in Mexico, and Ethiopia as well. And Dr. Mead and his family, they've blessed countless people around the world. And before I was married, I lived in a guest house on their family property. And Dr. Mead and I used to hang out in his backyard, and he would tell me um, stories that were hard to believe, stories of people justifying and giving good reasons to take actions, even though they knew better. He would tell me about doctors at health conferences that he would go to. Doctors coming together to talk about staying um, healthy and providing incredible insights into long life and good health. They would be talking about cutting down cholesterol and fatty foods. But then came lunchtime. Doctors have lunchtime just like everybody else. And it happens for the doctors at this health conference. What do you think would happen? According to my friend who was there, what do you think many of those heart and health specialists were eating during their lunchtime? <laughs> yeah. Yvette already called it. Was it only green veggies or Fiji crystal clear pure water? Aunt wrong. No. Some of the health doctors at the health conference are eating double bacon cheeseburgers with fries and Coke and a milkshake on the side. Guaranteed pathway to diabetes and high cholesterol diet. Yet in the moment, none of those doctors are thinking about guaranteed pathway to disease. They're just thinking guaranteed goodness right now as they take that bite. They're thinking they have good reasons to take those actions. They have legitimate reasons. I've been there. We've all been there. What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. For me, it's not so much uh, the hamburgers and junk food once in a while. For me, it's actually the chips. That's my weakness. That's the thorn on my side. And... For me, when it comes to chips, one is too many, a thousand is never enough. And a family friend of ours came over um, this past Thursday with this big bag of chips and made a big mistake. She offered me one. You know, Charlotte is so much stronger than I, so she was able to refuse. But I started with just one chip and then another and another, and another. Before I knew it, the, ch the bag of chips just kind of disappeared. I don't know exactly what happened, but it just, they just kind of went away. Well, I do kind of know it was just one at a time, right, for me. 
Similarly, for me, as it was there for those doctors at that conference, what is it for you? We all know rationally that there are things in our lives that are not good for us, that we shouldn't plan on, but we choose to rationalize instead of being rational because that's part of our brokenness, what the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. Even when you and I don't know what is, bet, what is best for us, God knows what is best for us. Even when you don't know what is best for you, God knows what is best for you. Cuando no sabes qué es lo mejor en tu vida, Dios sabe lo mejor en tu vida. Tiene planes para ti. God knows what is best for you. God is with you by your side and nothing is impossible with Him. So seek Him first before making your plans, before rationalizing and giving good reason and logic to all of your plans. Just pause and seek Him and let Him make your plans straight. So friends, brothers, sisters, my prayer for you today is the same prayer for us as a community in this season as we're seeking God's best as a community, may we together, as one, may we seek first the kingdom of God. As it says in Matthew 6.33, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek Him first and all of these things will be added unto you. So friends, brothers, sisters, in this season, as we seek first the kingdom of God, may we put God at the center of our plans. Vamos a poner a Dios al centro de nuestras planes. Put God at the center of all of our purposes. Put God at the center of all of our hopes. Put God at the center of all of our dreams. Because remember, God knows you. He knows you better than anyone. He knows you better than you know yourself. God loves you and He has great plans for you. He loves you and He has great plans even for us. So we don't have to be afraid. We can move forward in faith and trust because God has plans for us. Dios tiene planes para nosotros. And we'll be talking about this over the next several weeks. But I want you to reflect and meditate on this word. What plans does God have for us? It says it here in Jeremiah 29, 11, And we'll finish with this passage before we, we pray together. The plans that God has for you and me are plans to prosper you. Not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. Las planes de Dios son planes para darte esperanza y un futuro. Yes, God has great plans for your life. You have hope. You have a future. Because God has a plan for us. Amen.
Let's pray. God, we thank you. Because even when we cannot trust in our own plans, we can trust in you, Jesus. Even when we justify ourselves and have very good reasons for this or for that, Lord, or for taking this action or not taking that action, you know us and you see us, Lord God, and you still make a way. Te damos gracias, Señor, porque podemos confiar en ti hasta más que podemos confiar en nuestros planes. And Lord, we thank you that even though we make plans to go here or there or to do this or that, Lord, your plans are greater than anything we can think of or imagine. And your plans, Lord, are good. Your plans are plans to give us hope and plans to give us a future. Lord, we thank you. We trust you, Lord. I pray for everyone here right now that is just asking those questions. What plans does God have for me? What plans does God have for us? And everyone here today, I want you to be able to hold on to those promises. The plans that God has for you are plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future. You are secure. You are set free because you belong to Him. Together as one, together as one community, may we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of this will be added unto us. Everything else will fall into its place. May we commit our ways to the Lord and He will make our plans for us. Plans to give us hope. Thank you, Jesus. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo, que tus planes son grandes en nuestras vidas. Guide us in this week as we hold on to your promises, to your power, and as we rest in your presence. We can rest in your plans for us, God. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.